Hello, Dork Squad. I'm Jonathan Cormer, and you're listening to Dork Tales Storytime, the podcast for kids and their pop culture-loving grown-ups. It's a beautiful day for a story, adventure and glory, new friends and old ones too. It's an excellent day to get swept away in a tale, so let us regale you. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. And she did! <laughs> oh, I still can't believe how soft that duvet cover was! You're telling me, Alice. Oh, we really should have spent more time there. Maybe we should have, dare I say it, listened to her. Just, Just that, that once. once. <laughs> 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 Reg! Oh, it's so good to see you. It's been three days, and I was starting to get worried. I was wondering where you were. Oh, hello, Jonathan. I'm sorry I never told you where I was going, but I was late for a very important date, and something so curious happened. Oh? Yes, I... Oh, um, before I dive in, this is my new friend, Alice. Jonathan, Alice. Alice, Jonathan. Uh, hello. Nice to meet ya. Now that we're all friends here, back to my tale. I was out for an evening jaunt three days ago when I spotted a selection of incredible mushrooms by a tree. I really wanted to snag them. I had been looking for some new hovel seating. Oh, Alice, did you see them? I wish you'd seen them. Hmm, were they the kind that a caterpillar likes to sit on? Oh, absolutely. They were brilliant looking and, <clears throat> um, Reg? Oh, right. Apologies. Well, when I walked towards the tree, I tripped over a branch and fell down a literal rabbit hole. That's where I met Alice. She had just tumbled down the same hole herself. I was following a curious white rabbit who leapt into the hole, though. Not simply plummeting into an entirely new world like Reg because he was distracted by mushrooms. Yeah, that sounds like him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I knew you two meeting each other would go this way. And I suppose I deserve that friendly ribbing. I'm glad you're becoming friends. Well, I am too. So what's the rest of the story? That can't be the only reason you two are so giggly. Oh, this is a doozy. You may want to grab a tree stump and sit down, mate. Alice, why don't you get into the main plot with the classic intro I told you about? So, once upon a time, Reg and I landed in a magical realm. I like to call it Wonderland. Or as I prefer, Slumberland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure I follow the joke here. Oh, you will in time, my friend. This wacky and wild experience makes me chuckle. There we were, wandering around Wonderland, when we came upon a giant chessboard, surrounded by red rose bushes. And three playing cards with faces, arms, and legs were painting the roses. Painting roses? That's right. Wait a second, playing cards painting roses? Yes, these playing cards 
two, five, and seven belonged to a larger deck and were ruled by the brash, fiery, and bold Queen of Hearts. And the Queen of Hearts loves games. Loves winning games. And, true to her suit, loves the color red. So two, five, and seven planted a new rose bush in the hedges. But unfortunately for them, when it bloomed, the roses were white. Oh, that can't be good. Too true. So you see, they were frantically trying to paint the white roses red before the queen arrived. Because when the queen was unhappy... Oh, wait! I remember a story about an angry queen who liked red roses. You do? Yes. Okay, so then you remember the queen would always yell... Off with their their heads! Heart? Uh... You know... What? (sighs) Jonathan, is this another one of those human takes on a traditional fantasy? I say human stories can be so gruesome sometimes. Oh... Uh, I don't know. Maybe? Where Reg and I were, the Queen of Hearts always yelled, Off to their beds! She did? That's what she said. So they'd take a nap instead? And nobody would lose their head. It means the cards were overtired, though. They felt like lead. Well... At least they weren't dead. Oh, enough rhyming. We're running out of timing. Alice, go on. All of the queen's subjects were so tired of being sent to bed. They couldn't get through any of their work without the displeased queen forcing them to their rooms. The cards just wanted to enjoy their days until they were truly ready to rest. Hmm, I can see how the queen's punishments were distressing to the deck. Especially because the queen was always finding new reasons to be upset. She simply didn't know how to let her subjects be happy, or even how to enjoy a moment herself. So when she showed up at the chessboard and noticed her cards painting the roses, she shouted, Why aren't these already red? Send them off to their beds! And with bent edges, and while quietly weeping, mind you, the cards slowly trudged back to their homes, as if they were on time out. Oh dear, oh God. It was particularly unfair. They had been working so hard to keep her happy. Oh, I'll say. It's difficult to please someone who's looking for any reason to be cranky. Right? And the queen was determined to have things her way. So when she noticed Alice and I on her playing field, she was ready to be upset again. And who are these strangers that have come into my kingdom unannounced? Off to your... But before she could finish that sentence... Reg came up with this brilliant plan to show the queen that she can't have her way all the time and send subjects to slumber when they're not even sleepy. Yes, I walked up to the queen and said, 
Your glorious majesty, could myself and young Alice here entertain you in a game of croquet? You play croquet? Of course. Sherlock taught me, and we meet once a month for a rousing game with his other squirrel friends. Keep up, Jonathan. And anyway, I don't play croquet. I live croquet. I'm the ball. You're the ball? Yes, keep up. Hmm, croquet, you say? We could play all day. Let's get the game underway. Reg volunteered to be the croquet ball, and the queen's cards bent at the middle with their hands and feet on the ground to create the wickets, or the arched hoops you try to get the ball through during the game. We used flamingos as mallets. <laughs> and they spoke. Oh, oh, do not worry, my liege, for I will be the greatest mallet with the surest aim. Oh. Now, I've seen some things in Once Upon a Time, but this sounds sillier than most of them. That's Wonderland for ya. Yes, it was quite a sight to behold. We couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and every time the queen would miss a shot or knock me into one of her cards, she'd take her frustration out on them and shout, Off to your beds! Hmm, the cards would sulk off with a groan until there were only a few left on the field. <sighs> and the queen realized she had nobody to be the wickets anymore. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I am sad, card. <laughs> By this point, the Queen of Hearts was fuming, so much so that her face was as red as her suit. And on her final swing... You won't believe it! The flamingo that was her mallet sneezed. She missed hitting the reg ball by a mile! <laughs> Reg ball. We thought it was quite hilarious, too, so we cracked up. And the flamingo flew off in a tizzy. Ah, no, 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 Needless to say, the queen was there on the croquet field, ready to blow a gasket, about to scream, Off to your beds! at everyone that remained. But Reg stopped rolling around on the ground for a moment and stood up. Your Majesty, are you planning to finish the croquet game by yourself? Yes, for as you can see, there are no more wicket cards or flamingo mallets, and our ball is a hedgehog once again. Oh, dear me. The queen took a step back and realized that she no longer had a large crowd to cheer her on or a winning peg to knock the ball into. So then I said, Your majesty, you look tired. Perhaps you should have sent yourself to bed 
and returned when you could play with the team. Well, I never, never really considered that. Hmm. She saw that her poor sportsmanship and constant demands for perfection were really impacting everyone in her court. We just wanted her to take a moment to think about what it means to be a good team player. So I looked over to Alice. And I looked over at Reg. And we both looked over at the Queen. Your Majesty, might I make a suggestion? No! Uh, yes. Uh, I suppose so. Perhaps, just perhaps, it's time you go off to your bed! Taking the time to learn about how you might be affecting others, especially people who are trying to be on your team, that's a great lesson to sleep on. Oh, she definitely learned a lesson in cooperation. We all learned a little lesson in teamwork that day. And took naps in the beds of the Queen's Castle. <sighs> they were so comfy. I was in the tea party themed room. There was a delightful dormouse sleeping in a teacup on my nightstand. I was in the Cheshire room. There was a cat, uh, sometimes, but sometimes he seemed to disappear out of thin air. Hmm, curiouser and curiouser. Wow. My duvet was very soft. I almost fell asleep immediately. <sighs> but we could hear the queen snores all throughout the halls. <laughs> <laughs> After the nap, the queen promised us she'd find a better way of working with others. And that's where I've been. Wonderland. <laughs> or slumberland. Uh, right. <sighs> oh, goodness. Being a ball and a wise teacher is hard work. It's time for us to go... <sighs> <sighs> Off to, to our, our beds! <laughs> this has been a John in Character production. Today's story was written by Amy Thompson and edited by Molly Murphy. Special thanks to Sabrina Glow from the award-winning Glow Girl Sister voice acting team who performed Alice. All other characters were performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Hamilton Studio Recordings. Reach out to us on Instagram or email us at dorktalesstorytime at gmail.com. Find links in the show notes or go to dorktalesstorytime.com. Now, go be the hero of your own story, and we'll see you next Once Upon a Time. So gather 